0: around the moral issues of our time visit avemarialaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree hey there welcome once again to the show my name is gary zimak come on in make yourself at home I'm going to be here for the next 30 minutes, and it's just a pleasure to be able to spend this time with you. This week, we'll be looking at the Mass readings for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, the theme, Heal Me, Jesus. We'll talk a little bit about what this means and how this means more than just a physical healing. When, when we ask the Lord to heal us, it goes beyond just a physical heal, healing from an ailment. There can be different kinds of healings. Physical is certainly one of them, but there's also a spiritual healing and also an emotional healing, or maybe a little bit of each one. So we'll talk about Heal Me, Jesus. We'll look at some examples of this. We'll see how this theme runs throughout all of the Mass readings. And by the way, next Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent. Yes, we are just about ready to enter into Lent. This is the last Sunday in Ordinary Time prior to heading into Lent, and then we'll be in the Easter season for several weeks, and then we'll be back to Ordinary Time after that. But we really want to make the most of this this, uh, concept uh, before we head into Lent, this idea of heal me Jesus. And certainly many of us could use some sort of a healing as we go into Lent, Maybe it is that emotional healing. Maybe it is a spiritual healing. and The Lord is good at all of these things. We're going to talk about that on the program. But as we do each week, I always like to to remember, to call to mind the fact that we are in the presence of our Heavenly Father, and we are going to speak with Him right now. We're We're going to kick off the show by turning to our Father in Heaven in prayer. So if you'll join me, I'll lead. And let's speak to our Father in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, what a pleasure it is to be in your presence. And even more special, we have the ability to speak to you. And we know that you hear us as we speak and ask you for our needs. Uh, There are so many things that we can't do on our own or can't provide for ourselves. Actually, it's everything, right, Father? But uh, you're always willing to provide for us. And then we'll hear you speak through the scriptures today. So w- what a great blessing this is, Father. We ask you to, to watch over and protect each of us and our loved ones. We ask you to provide our needs today. Give us this day, Father, our daily bread. Increase our awareness of your presence. Please pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Please Give us the grace that we need to avoid committing any sins. Please grant us peace, Father. Oh, such an important thing for so many of us. We struggle to find peace, and yet you are the ultimate source of peace. Father, We today we come to you and ask you to open all of our hearts and all of our minds to be able to hear your message, to be able to take your message seriously to let your words penetrate our hearts and cause us to take some sort of an action. Father, I know you just don't want to speak to us. You want to speak to us to make a point, and then you expect us to respond. So we pray for the grace to be able to hear your, your message and then to respond to it. And finally, Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. I want to make sure I am delivering the message that you would like me to deliver So, Father, I ask you to give me the words, direct my thoughts, direct my words on this program today so that I may deliver your message. Father God, I ask these things in the most holy and the most sacred name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, as always, thank you for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimak. We do this particular program once each week, and I'm just blessed to be able to share this time with you. It really lifts me up. You know, if I'm having a bad day, it really lifts my spirits to be able to have this conversation with you. I really feel the Holy Spirit working through me when I do this show. I I really can, because I ask for his help. You know, I think so many times we we downplay, downplay the, the, what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives if if we let him. So I am very, very, very interested, very interested in, um, pursuing this with you. And I, I, I thank you for just giving me the time to be able to, to do this with you and to really talk about how the Spirit can work in us. And, um, and, and really help us. So that's what we're going to do on the program today. And I have to tell you these readings as I look at them, they are um, they're relatively short. these are not especially long. The first reading goes into some detail about leprosy, but we'll, we'll see how this all ties in together. That's why I like the fact that we are that, that we do this program that we do things the way we do for this show. Um, that I try to put all the readings together. Because I think when we do that, we stay more faithful to the church's theme, the church's intent, if you want to call it that, for uh, for these particular these particular uh, readings, and um, and that's what we're going to do on the program. I want to call attention your attention to a few things very quickly as we head into Lent. Um, I'm going to be very busy. My schedule is is as a matter of fact, I just added another last minute date to my my calendar. I'm going to be crossing the country, leading Give Up Worry for Lent Parish Missions. If you happen to be in the area where I will be speaking, I would love to have you stop by. And I would invite you, in order to find out where I'll be, visit my website, followingthetruth.com. Check out my schedule there for more information. Now, these shows will continue. I pre-record them. We're going to still do these. I still will do my daily podcast. And in case you don't know, I do a daily five-minute podcast. I call it Following the Truth. And what we're going to do with that, following the truth, even during Give Up Worry for Lent. Give Up Worry for Lent is a big thing with me. And I really put a lot of effort into it, and I kind of shift my emphasis during Lent to really focus on this idea of giving up worry for Lent. And this is based on the book that I wrote of the same name. But for the daily podcast, following the truth, I'm going to stay to the uh, focus on the the daily mass readings. Still, I'm going to I'm going to keep focused on those. And on my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, we will be shifting that over to Give Up Worry for Lent. So what I'll do is I'll talk a little bit more in depth about the material in the book each each day. I would love to have you join me on any of these, these other podcasts or at my email reflection. In order to do that, none of it's going to cost you anything. Just go over to followingthetruth.com, sign up for my daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled email reflection. That's all you have to do there. And for the daily podcast, you can get that from your regular podcasting outlets, your sources, wherever you get this one from. If you happen to be listening to this via the podcast and not over the air on one of our Catholic radio stations. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to walk through Lent with you. In addition, you'll probably be able to hear me on several national Catholic radio shows. I'm going to be doing my regular Lenten segments, and I would love to have you tune in. I'll try to keep you posted. Stick to uh, the—if you sign up for the daily email reflections, you'll really be able to get a good idea of of where I'll be and what I'll be doing. And as always, you can always email me, Gary, at followingthetruth.com. And in case I didn't mention it, and I don't think I did— these programs, these these weekly 30-minute shows, will remain focused on the Sunday Mass readings. I want to keep. I want to make sure I'm focusing on the Sunday Mass re- readings. So, essentially, in addition to the material in "Give Up Worry for Lent" in the book, the daily email reflection is going to be a supplement to that. But everything else will still focus on. Uh, I'll be focusing on the daily Mass readings got a lot going on. I feel this is what the Lord wants me to do. I'm going to do my best. As long as I can do it, I'm going to keep on doing it. Okay, let's get to these mass readings now. Again, they're not long. The topic is, the theme is, Heal Me, Jesus. Heal Me, Jesus. We start, as we always do, with the gospel. We're going to let the gospel lead the way, and we begin with the gospel of Mark, chapter 1, really toward the beginning, verses 40 through 45. A leper came to Jesus And kneeling down, begged him and said, Now I want you to hear what he says, because this is powerful. The leper kneels down before Jesus in a position of humility, in a a position of acknowledging his need of the help of Jesus. And he said to Jesus, If you wish, if you wish, you can make me clean. If you wish, you can make me clean. Now, notice he didn't ask for anything. He didn't ask for a thing. But what he did was he expressed his faith. He knelt down before Jesus, acknowledging that Jesus was God and Jesus could help him. And then he professed his faith. And he said, if you wish, you can make me clean. I know you can do this, Jesus. Didn't ask for anything. And what happened? Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand. He touched him and he said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Just like that. And all he said was, if you wish, you can make me clean. Isn't that unbelievable? And for so many of us, and I I struggle with this, so I totally get this. We struggle to find the right words, and we want to repeat them the right number of times. And we want, to respect, we, we want to spend X number of minutes or hours in prayer because if I'm going to get my answer to this prayer, I'm going to have to make sure I get it just right. Well, according to this, and this, you know, you can take this to the bank. This is from the Bible. Here's a concrete example in the Word of God. All he did was profess his faith, knelt down, and what did Jesus do? He gave him the healing that he needed. He gave him the healing. And then warning him sternly, Jesus dismissed him at once. And he said to him, see that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. And what we need to understand, we'll hear a little bit more about leprosy in the first reading. According to the law of Moses, or the Mosaic law, When somebody had leprosy, they were an outcast. They couldn't associate with other people. They were cast aside. They were isolated. They were unclean. And it was up to the priest to pronounce that a person with leprosy had been healed and were no longer unclean. And that's what Jesus is doing. He is in obedience to the Mosaic law. He's sending this leper to the priest. And he's saying, don't tell anyone anything. Why? Because Jesus never wanted to be known as a miracle worker because that could have distracted from his mission. And what did the man do? Because, you know, we've got a a plot within a plot here. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. (laughs) directly contrary to what Jesus said he spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly he remained outside in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere Jesus was trying to 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 not give people the idea that he was only about healing he absolutely healed a lot of people but he came to teach He came to to reveal the Father. He came to do more than just heal. And you know, people being self-centered and having needs, I can't necessarily blame them. I mean, this guy with leprosy, he really needed something. They would have crushed Jesus, not to learn more about the Father, not to follow him on the way of the cross to Calvary, but just to get a healing. And Jesus didn't want this to be the primary focus of his ministry. Now, he told this gentleman, don't tell anybody about this. And we could criticize this leper because he disobeyed Jesus. But you know what I like to do with this? When I look at this, is I look at somebody overcome with joy because he was healed by Jesus. He couldn't keep his mouth shut. Jesus healed him. And he wanted to tell everybody about it. I can relate. Because in many ways, I am that leper. Jesus healed me and continues to heal me. Mainly of my anxiety. That's what I've struggled with throughout my life. I'm still an anxious person by nature. I have the traits exhibited by somebody who struggles with anxiety. I tend to panic. I tend to go worst case all the time. But I'm learning with the Lord's help, with the help of His grace, to place my trust in Him. And I have to be honest, I have a greater peace than I have had in a long, long time. And you know what? I'm here talking to you because of that. I can't sit here and be quiet about Jesus. Traveling is hard. It's not easy to travel anymore. Plus, I'm getting a little older. I guess I'm getting a lot older, but we won't go there. (laughs) But I don't like to travel sometimes. It's hard to get on a plane and leave my family. But how can I keep Jesus to myself? How can I do that when he's done so much for me? I want to share him with others. So yes, technically speaking, this leper disobeyed Jesus, but he was so excited he couldn't help himself. He couldn't help himself. If you wish, you can make me clean. He believed, but he was so grateful when Jesus came through and healed him that he had to tell everybody. Let's look at the first reading. We're going to the book of Leviticus, one of the drier and somewhat painful, very painful books of the Bible. And we're going to read... um, A little bit about leprosy and you know this again this is supplemental to the gospel if I just gave you this reading it's not going to be all that uplifting but it'll help you understand why this leper was so excited Leviticus chapter 13 beginning in verse 1 the Lord said to Moses and Aaron if someone has on his skin a scab or pustule or blotch which appears to be the sore of leprosy he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. And this ties into that whole unclean thing that I was telling you about for the lepers. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, unclean, unclean, as long as the sore is on him. He shall declare himself unclean. Since he is in fact unclean, he shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. You see see how the lepers are complete outcasts? Imagine the torture, not only the disease which is eating away at their flesh, but the fact that they're isolated and you can't have contact with people. How horrible that must be. But what happened? In the case of the leper of the gospel, Jesus healed him. Now let's look at the responsorial psalm. It fits into that theme as well. Psalm 32, I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Blessed is he whose fault is taken away, whose sin is covered. Blessed the man to whom the Lord imputes not guilt, in whose spirit there is no guile. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you just exult, all you upright of heart. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. That's exactly what the leper did when he turned to Jesus in time of trouble. Now, here's what I want to do. I still have a second reading to cover. It's only a few verses. It's from St. Paul's second letter, or first letter to the Corinthians. Um, but before I do that, I want to make a point tying the gospel, the first reading, and this psalm in together. Now, leprosy, obviously, it's a physical disease, but it's also, there's an emotional aspect to it because the leper is by himself. He's, he's an outcast, and that takes its toll on a person. So we see that he received a physical healing as well as a, an emotional healing. But there's another kind of healing that is incredibly important for each of us. And each of us, to some degree, stands in need of that healing. That's a spiritual healing. And there's a clue to it in, that, in the psalm today. Then I acknowledge my sin to you, my guilt. I, then I acknowledge my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. Now, are you, are you getting where I'm going with this in terms of spiritual healings, and especially as we head into Lent? What a great message. When we receive the sacrament of confession, oftentimes, not all the times, oftentimes we are kneeling down to receive. it. it's possible in certain cases to sit when the, we're we're Confessing our sins to the priest. But there, in that confessional, takes place some of the greatest miracles in the world today. Because when somebody is healed physically, somebody is healed physically, that healing's temporary. They're going to die one day. We're all going to die one day anyway. But what happens, the healing that takes place in the confessional, that forgiveness of our sins, right? that's eternal that can mean the difference between heaven and hell for somebody and i'm going to say i'm going to this is my pitch i still have the second reading to cover but you know especially again as we head into lent please go to confession if it's been a long time please make it a point to do it very soon cuz we just don't know how much time we have in this in this life i just got word as a matter of fact within the past week I've heard of the death, the sudden death of three people, all younger than me, which is kind of freaky. It's what happens when you get to be 64, you start to look at people who are younger than you and are dying. They didn't expect to die. I pray that they were ready. Go to confession. Let yourself receive a miraculous healing, a spiritual healing, greater than any physical healing. You could ever experience. And if you're somebody who struggles with anxiety, oftentimes confession is just what you need because you might be anxious about something you did in the past. And if you tend to be a worrier and you struggle with worry, you struggle to trust the Lord and instead you turn to worry. Look, I've been there. I fall still more often than I'd like to admit. The grace that you can, if you confess that, and I'm not going to say worry is always a sin because I, I don't know if I can say that. I've talked to priests about this. It might be. We could cross that line where we're deliberately choosing not to trust the Lord. But in many cases, people struggle with anxiety as a medical or clinical condition. And it's not something that can be can be helped. So we can't just come out and say it's always worry. But if you struggle with worry and you're trying to quit, and you confess it, whether it's a sin or an imperfection, one of the benefits of the sacrament is that you receive sacramental grace. And that grace helps you to fight against your sins and imperfections. Therefore, if you're struggling to worry with worry and want to trust God more, confess it and get that grace, which will enable you to place your trust which will make which will make it easier i should say for you to place your trust in the lord let's look at the second reading now 1 corinthians chapter 10 verse beginning in verse 31 paul writes brothers and sisters whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do everything for the glory of god avoid giving offense whether to the jews or the greeks or the church of god just as i try to please everyone in every way Not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. Paul desired for others to be saved. How do we tie this into these readings? Let's look at that leper. Why do you think he was talking about Jesus when he was healed? He wanted to draw others to Jesus. See that connection there? Just as Paul wanted to call attention to Jesus, to help people by uniting them to the Lord, that leper could not stop talking about Jesus and how he had healed him. And he did that because he wanted to help others. So I'm going to encourage you today to approach Jesus for a healing. Every one of us could stand to get some sort of a healing in confession. Every one of us, no matter what make it a point to do that, certainly during Lent, but as soon as possible. I would urge you to do that. Second, if you are in need of an emotional healing, turn to Jesus. Ask him to heal you. Kneel down before him. Express your faith. You don't have to feel it to say it. It's a matter of belief. Do you believe that he can heal you? Tell him. Lord, I kneel down before you. I know you can heal me. You don't have to even ask for the healing if if you need it he will grant it and just be patient with him. Sometimes he takes a little time. So we covered the spiritual healing, we covered the emotional healing. If you need a physical healing, don't hesitate to ask. He doesn't always grant it because and, and you know we don't know why some people are healed physically and some aren't. I've prayed for some people who were physically healed. I pray for others who died. But I do believe that the Lord will give us the healing we need the most. And for some people, that illness, that thorn in the flesh that Paul talks about, they need it because that's what keeps them close to the Lord. I believe that my tendency to be anxious does that with me because otherwise I think I could get too self-sufficient. The Lord grants me peace one day at a time, but I still need to ask for it because I still have my moments. But he takes such good care of me and my tendency to be anxious. It's what keeps me grounded and what keeps me close to Jesus. And I believe that if I make it to heaven, and I certainly pray that I do, and I'm hopeful that I will, you know, we as Christians should be hopeful that we can make it to heaven. I believe that anxiety certainly will play a part in that because my anxiety reminds me that I need the Lord. I can't do anything without him. I need to remember that. And then I turn to him each day. He's a good friend. He's loyal. He wants you to turn to him and ask for whatever you need. He wants to help you and he will help you if you ask him. Well, believe it or not, we are just about out of time. Now, remember what I said earlier, followingthetruth.com. That's my website. You can sign up for my daily email reflection there as well as, and again, that's free, as well as find out about my my Monday through Friday five-minute podcast, just five minutes, where I talk about the, the mass readings, the daily mass readings, typically the gospel, but sometimes the other readings. If you need anything, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. I will be praying for you. Please pray for me because I'm starting my Lenten talks right now. Again, check out followingthetruth.com to see where I'll be. And uh, let's continue to walk together. Let's walk together with the Lord as we head into the Lenten season. It's going to be good. Can't wait to walk through it with you. God bless.